What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Andrew. Hey, Goldberg! I bet if that talk was a cheese broken, you'd stop it. No, I agree. I would not be an acid physically. I have more of a podcast body. Quack, 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 no! It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. Remember, strength, not concentration. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quiet Attack Podcast, the Finn and Midas Podcast. We are back. We are all together again. Lots of stuff is happening. We're gonna we're gonna kick it off uh, with some you know discussion. We will move to a Mighty Ducks minute. We got some good feedback on the previous Mighty Ducks minute and said, "Hey, you should do these more often." And you know what? I agree. So we're gonna do another minute, special minute, minute one hundred. But before we do that, Mighty Ducks game changers. We have not talked about it being removed. From Disney Plus, it is officially gone. I do not know at the current moment where you can find it, other than you know, probably some shady pirating sites. But I guess just your reaction, Kevin, to it leaving, and you know, what do you think this really does? Will we remember it at all in like you know, two, three years? Yeah, I think that's the interesting uh, kind of concept about this is is does it just get forgotten does it does it get removed from the canon so to speak i i think it's uh, obviously a, i think it's sad that it's going away and i i think there's there are there are a lot of sad things happening in the streaming world right now with um uh, different platforms and this kind of happening to a bunch of different you know very worthy shows and movies um so obviously it's sad um i'm curious to see if there's any sort of uh, other platform I, I don't really know how that works but um if any other platform snatches it up or anything like that um but sad day yeah like i think i think the biggest loser out of the whole thing is coach d i feel like he was the one thing i thought would have had like a bigger maybe a legacy and jokes and memes and now he's he's sort of washed away but who knows the the i think the idea is that they follow the the max it's not hbo max it's just the max model where they licensed like westworld to tubi and roku and all that kind of stuff so i think that is the play there but tommy anything else on this or or your reaction you know when you saw it actually leave the platform you know it's interesting because it's kind of like the dawn of a new era where like, you know, I've, I've had a Netflix, I don't, I no longer have a Netflix subscription. I canceled it last year, but it's like original programming leaving a streaming platform. And it used to be like, Oh yeah, we're not renewing the license for this show or whatever. So you got to watch it now. And it was just like, okay, whatever. And it's like, you know, for the longest time, if you wanted to watch something, you could find it, even if you could just renting it for $4 or something. And now it's like, you can't, you cannot watch the game changers legally anywhere. Um, like Mike said, it could go to Tubi or something, which I downloaded the other day and uh, I watched uh, the green Knight on it and uh, yeah. it was good. But anywho, um, we'll, we'll pitch our green Knight podcast later. Um, I, do you think they're going to show up on like iTunes or like, like for you to purchase? Ooh, that a, seems like that would be an easy way to make money. Like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Just don't throw it on there. And like, you can make like, couple of bucks like literally two dollars i think um i just looked on amazon to see if there was like a dvd box set of season one didn't see anything and 
Um, but yeah, I think it's like, you know, are we going to go back to the, you know, the early 2000s where it's like, I, you if you can't rent it or buy it, you're not watching something, you know, and same thing with like, like early 2000s and beyond. And so if you're just like, oh, I never saw, you know, this movie and like my blockbuster never has it, I guess I'm never watching it um, kind of thing. So it's like, who knows? And that's why I am going to do my best to go to the movies more often so I can actually see these things since I haven't like I, I have no pop culture reference anymore other than what's streaming. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You would figure, yeah, Amazon, they throw it on Amazon where you can rent it or whatever, or Prime Video, but I don't know how the licensing and all the deals work. I don't know if Amazon even wants it. They have their own original programming and, you know, Apple has Apple TV. So, yeah, it's an interesting place about where this will go. I think it eventually just sort of disappears and it, like, you know, was a thing and it goes away and, you know, maybe whether it's Emilio's project or something else, maybe it comes back a different day. But sort of speaking of that, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out or near the day it comes out, I will point you to ESPN at 11 a.m. on Sunday or ESPN Plus afterwards. There's a, they call it a documentary in the press release, which I was like, okay, well done, well done. Uh, On ESPN, once upon a time in Anaheim, it sort of follows the movie turning into the franchise and then, you know, culminating kind of in this this sort of fairy tale run in 2003, which I was 13 years old for. I remember uh, quite well. And I guess we have not seen it yet. We're trying to get some people involved on the pod, but I guess it's sort of inner plays that 2003 run with what actually happened in the regular money deck so i think it's worth checking out i've just seen the trailer the trailer seems good i'll put it in the show notes but let's move on unless unless you have anything else uh we want to touch on on that either of you uh i'm looking forward to the um to the documentary like the real documentary i know we, we like to have fun here um <laughs> but i'm interested to see like what kind of like pop culture references they say like if like oh it's you know it, it spawned like a game changer series or things like that if they were like hey you know maybe don't mention game changers um but also it's like it kind of shows like look mighty ducks just stays in like the you know collective consciousness you know because you know millennials like us now have our are the ones who are essentially like the up-and-comers are becoming producers right. and directors and things like that and these influential you know 90s movies are gonna be brought back and things like that and it's gonna you know remain like mighty ducks is always i think gonna be around in some form or fashion and so again we're gonna keep pushing for a d4 things like this you know maybe the doc does really well espn's like well maybe we could do have this like a full-length feature movie steve Brill, he'll here's 300 grand give us something <laughs> i i was gonna say i uh i'm looking forward to the day that espn plus slash disney removes the documentary from the from their streaming platform <laughs> wow yeah very well done kevin i appreciate yeah. that well that was done. good yeah it was interesting so they have steve brill and jordan jordan kerner who is the producer on and then they have marguerite Moreau and sean weiss were the like two mighty dust cast members so i'm interested to see like why those two, if they talk to anybody else and just use those two, that kind of stuff. But uh, we'll know more probably next week. But let's move on to the topic at hand here because Kevin has a hard out. So we're going to try to get this done 
maybe a little early. So, as I mentioned, Mighty Ducks minute randomly generated. We have to remove all the game changers minutes, at least uh, temporarily, because I don't know where to find them. And I, th- I was not planning on it leaving the platform. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, I'll work some connections and get some copies just for the minutes. But in the meantime, we have 315 minutes. We've done, I don't know, a handful of them, a couple handfuls of them. Randomly generated Mighty Ducks Minute 100. So this was a minute, uh, one hour and 39 minutes to one hour and 40 minutes of the first movie. This is near the very end of the movie. It's it's the second to last actual minute of the movie, not including credits. And we have Gordon Bombay at the bus stop uh, talking to the kids. So let's take a listen right now. Just remember, keep your head up, man. Cake eater. Remember strength, not concentration. Right. And for God's sakes, soft hands. <laughs> right. Anything else? Yeah. Have fun up there, coach. I must be crazy. Try out with the miners. I'm gonna be going up against kids half my age. Just have a good tryout, Gordon. One step at a time. Yeah, you're right. Just initial reactions on the minute, Tommy. The initial reaction is the outfits, you know, (laughs) seeing like, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, but this is like the definitive, you know, this in the classroom scene is like here, you want to see how, you know, kids dressed in the nineties or at least what, you know, um, maybe a bunch of 30 year olds thought kids dressed like in the nineties. It's like, they're all wearing three layers at least. Now they're in Minnesota. They're all, they'll have a lot of flannel, you know, a lot of hoodies. Um, Adam Banks has three colored shirts on, which is great. Um, and like, it's like was, every other kid it, has a hat. Was it Marguerite Moreau that had like a giant bow? She might. It's kind of like, they, like of, a, at least half of them have like headgear. It's like you got Carp with his Russian hat, <laughs> you know, um, Goldberg with his Eagles hat, Fulton the bandana. Um, Tammy's got a, uh, like a, like a hairband. And so it does like represent their style, which is very good. Um, Margaret Bruno, no, she just has like a scarf around her neck. Um, and then of course, um, the, the big red hat by Casey Conway, kind of like, uh, I'm trying to think I've I've never seen the movie, but I guess like Robin Williams and toys has a big red hat. And so (laughs) it's like, all these hats are very distracting. Um, and so that's like the first thing that jumps out to me, uh, is just the, the fashion and it's, I mean, it's great. And it's like, you know, you could argue that. You know, did we get much of that in Game Changers? Like, did the kids have, like, their own style kind of thing? And, um, you know, maybe we talk about that uh, at a later episode. Um, but I don't know. I had to watch Game Changers again, and I can't right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have some thoughts. But, Kevin, your your initial reaction? Um, I, I'm just going back and kind of skimming through it real quick. But uh, it's this minute started perfectly in a, in a scene cut, which is great. Um like uh, it was like the championship and then this 
um, right before that. So uh, kudos to the editors there for anticipating the Mighty Ducks minute. Um, <laughs> but um, I thought it was uh, interesting that none of the none of the girls, aside from Casey Conway, uh, got to got a speaking part. Um, I thought that was uh, a little strange. Um, uh, Terry Hall's just like dumb face in the back uh, was funny. <laughs> Uh, he was just kind of like, I don't know, he looked like he was, like, lost. Um, uh, but, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it was, a, you know, it's a nice scene. It's a it's a nice heartwarming scene. Um, uh, the clothes, uh, as Tommy mentioned, were great. Uh, it, it it does come across as a little awkward, though. Like, it's, yeah. it feels, like, a little rigid. Um, it didn't flow all that well. But, um, but yeah, it's a heartwarming scene. So, yeah, it's interesting. That's... You mentioned, like, the speaking parts. And, like, Goldberg, he gets, like, a fist bump or whatever and he doesn't have a speaking part and you'd think like goldberg is the one who'd like give mm -hmm. him like a one-liner um but maybe it's so oh he's so overcome with emotion because i was trying to look is he like is sean weiss trying to cry in the scene at all and i don't know maybe they're just like sean weiss you've got all the good lines in this fucking movie like give someone else a chance <laughs> yeah I, I, so... I also also just very quickly um uh the way that they shot um uh, the where he's shaking peter mark's hand it makes makes peter mark look tiny like the size of an ant i mean i know he's small but like it, it it's i don't know that just accentuates that it's funny yeah yeah so i think peter mark was like slightly before the actual minute started but we can include him and yeah so he goes from peter mark and then he goes banks and then goldberg or no he's jesse he goes, Peter Mark, Jesse, Banks, Goldberg, Fulton, Averman. And then he gives Charlie the hug. And then he has the whole little deal with Casey Conway before, you know, it, it sort of ends with him going up the steps to the bus here. And uh, yeah, the clothes definitely got me. I also, it just seemed like everyone was miserable in the scene. Like the wind was blowing. It looked very cold. Um, so yeah, Bombay's hair is going crazy. So that that was my biggest takeaway. But yeah, I guess I like I weirdly it is sort of a nice little scene where he wraps up everything. But I weirdly was way more focused on the external stuff in this scene when uh, or in this minute when usually yeah it's it's a little more related to the story. But I guess there's just a lot happening there. So I definitely I noticed like the hair, like Emilio Estevez's hair. It's like what was the hairspray budget for this? scene alone with it like waving and you got to keep spraying it um and again the choice is to be like which ducks aren't going to have their hats on you know <laughs> um and then the um bombay gives um casey you know the big kiss or whatever and that, uh, that, that part is a little insane <laughs> like that we didn't have any of that aside from like the date that they went on where uh casey conway just like totally shuts him down and then, Do you think, and then like, so like that's the first time he kisses her like what the hell it's like all the kids are like what the fuck yeah <laughs> like, and charlie's surprisingly cool with it i guess he he likes bombay but um uh, yeah i thought that was uh just thinking about that a little bit more that scene that that part of the scene is is uh truly insane yeah to be in my memory it was like a much like heavier kiss but it was actually like a like a little smaller kiss but yeah to for that to be like the first time it uh actually happened was bad and then Josh Jackson's face acting there I I don't know if it was good or bad he just like opens his mouth and looks around like 
pretending to be shocked. So, uh, I, yeah, I did notice that in the, the hooting and the hollering there. I did want to go back um, to the handshakes. So there's a little bit of, I think Key and Peel had a sketch on this about like Obama when he would shake a black dude's hand. It was like, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, go with the dap. And then like, he'd have a very formal handshake with the white dude. And it's, it's very similar here. He does like a whole little handshake with Jesse. And then he shakes ba- Banks's hand like straight. And then Goldberg has like the weird handshake fist bump. But then like Fulton and Averman get the animated handshake here as well. So I don't know if Bombay is just, you know, playing to who he's doing or that was a strategy or that's just he was just feeling it. But I did appreciate, you know, Bombay, I guess, switching it up for each kid. So do you think Bombay, you know how you, you see sometimes see like videos on TikTok or whatever about like a teacher who has like a, a secret handshake with like every kid in our class, that kind of thing. Mm. And so do you think that's like, that was a secret to Bombay's success is like, he has like, he can really read the kid and knows how they want to go in for a handshake. It's like when you hit a single in little league, you go up and you, you know, you give the first base coach a, a fist bump, mm-hmm. but maybe, maybe some kids are different and they want to do it differently. So maybe that's really the secret. That's a good point. He's connected with these kids on the individual and, and really level. you know you know t- we're talking about filmmaking on this podcast it's it really <laughs> shows the you know the the extra levels of detail to, to show that bombay has connected with all these children to show that he uh, he knows them and then not a lot of people would recognize this is that the uh you know how he, the different handshakes with each different kid and that just goes to um the uh, the ability of the filmmakers here that's my <laughs> snooty film critic you know I do want to give a, a quick shout out to Tommy and I's uh, uh, college colleague, uh, Adam Coleman, um, who uh, who had this uh, very similar scenario happen to him on graduation day uh, by the uh, by the chancellor of our of our university. So um, that kind of uh, yeah. caught him off guard. So shout out to Adam Coleman. Wait, so what happened? The chancellor he, tried to do a crazy handshake he, with him? The chancellor, you know, gave everybody else a handshake, but then when he walked up, he dapped him up. <laughs> See, is that like being, you know, a very square white guy? Like, is that appreciated? Or is that like a, hey, what, why, why I, am I different? If I recall correctly, he was like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Yeah. Do you do you guys ever have anxiety when you're like seeing someone and they're not like like an acquaintance, just like, hey, like, is this like a, a handshake? Is this kind of like a handshake into a hug? Is this a straight up hug? You know, because I remember being anxious about that in my younger days. Yeah, I mean, I'm still anxious about it. And our friend who's been on, I think, the pod before, especially John Arnold, we never have a good handshake. It's always an awkward like. Somebody's doing a handshake. Someone's going for the handshake hug. Like I, I can never get it right. So I think part of it is just I, I, I've, I've lost the confidence there. I think you just go in strong and make the other person react to you, but that never happens for me. So yeah, I'm still nervous about it. I, I don't know how I would have handled this, and if I was in Bombay's situation. That's why I just kiss people in the mouth now to <laughs> say hello. It's very disconcerting. Strong, strong. Let's see. Tommy, you mentioned the the clothes. Yeah, Charlie with the rare double flannel and then t-shirt combo. He's got like a colored flannel and then he's got a green flannel over that flannel. And then he's got the white t-shirt underneath. 
Casey Conway. Like, it's this group of ragtag kids, and then Casey's in, like, a nice coat and this nice hat, like, looking like a fancy lady from, like, a different time period. How did you feel about her get up? Was it out of place, or were you okay with it? No, I I, I mean, she's an adult. The, the other one, they're kids. Like, of course they're going to look, like, sloppy and stuff. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's, like, an actual professional adult. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, anything else on this scene before we go to MVPs? No, no. I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I like I like the ducks bag though that the Bombay has. It's that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess there's there's one last line. So again, benefit of closed captioning. I would recommend closed captioning, especially if you're doing Mighty Ducks minute studies. So Bombay kisses Casey Conway, and then he gets on the bus. He talks about going to the miners. He gets on the bus. And then Averman says, Banks is first in line next. Does he mean for the miners or does he mean for Charlie's mom? <laughs> Wait, say that again? So Bombay has, he has kissed <laughs> Casey Conway. They're talking, he's talking about, oh, I'm going to, you know, the miners playing against kids half my age. And then he like gives, Casey a hug or they say goodbye whatever. Casey says, you know, just one step at a time, Gordon. And then as Gordon is leaving, right near the end of the minute, Averman says, Banks is first in line next. <laughs> did he mean the miners or did he mean with Charlie's mob? Probably both, he... honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm pretty sure he meant the miners, but I like to think he meant Charlie's mob. Yeah. Okay. Because I I initially took it as Charlie's mom first, and I was like, that can't be right. And I was like, oh, he's just talking about the miners. Okay, so let's move on now. Two MVPs. The, I mean, you had a lot of options here. There's a lot of people in this scene. I don't know where I want to go with it. I think I think Bombay is the safe pick here, but I'm I'm interested to hear what you you think, Kevin. Uh, man, this is yeah, this is a this is a tough one. Um. Was it is it Fulton that said strength, not concentration? Yes. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go with Fulton. Um, because that, that's just a funny callback line. Um, so I'm gonna go with Fulton. Yeah. Was that? Do you think that was that was intentional? Right, that he like messed yeah. up the concentration. Of course, because he's because he's the he's the goon. Yeah. Okay. Bombay didn't like really react to it. He just said right or yeah or whatever. Um, well, so. was it was it like an over the shoulder shot? Like it probably, he probably wasn't reacting to that like that actual line. Oh, great point, great point. All right, Fulton, uh, I can I can get behind Fulton. Tommy, your thoughts? I think I need to give it to Bombay. I mean, just for the handshake line alone. Um, yeah, but I do appreciate Fulton. I'm giving it to Bombay. Yeah, I think Fulton, or I'm sorry, I think Bombay. Is a safe point. I thought about Bombay's hair. Maybe the costume designer. Like, oh, I'm changing it. Costume designer. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. I thought I thought Tommy was gonna go with the costume designer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I like the costume designer as well. Uh, just you know, the final or, send off. The the ducks bag was a nice touch. So I don't you, know if that's proper the... costume, but hey, we'll give it to whoever that was. I'll put I'll put his or her name in the show notes. You go with the set designer who's like, we're just going to do this at a Greyhound station. <laughs> yeah, there's a great, um, there's a, 
there's i accidentally got the minute wrong so i also watched the minute after uh very closely and there's a great like product placement for greyhound there's like three seconds of just focused on the greyhound logo in the next minute so uh yeah 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 for the set designer yeah not doing it on a sound stage or anything they were just at a greyhound station in the cold appreciate it but costume designer that's the mvp uh we uh, as i mentioned kevin has a heart out so i don't want to get too deep into a quiet question before we uh, have to say goodbye to him so i'll just wrap it up here thank you to everyone who listened, you know where to find us, thequacktech.com. Go there, contact us at quacktechpod on Twitter, facebook.com slash quacktechpod. Go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever. Give us five stars, write a review. It allegedly helps us move up the charts and whatnot. Uh, Instagram, that's our that's our newest social media platform. It's growing fairly quickly. It's been fun. I enjoy the Instagram. And thanks to all our producers. Aaron, I think, will be the most recent producer. His, his bank told him that our donation was a was a suspicious transaction. So I don't know what happened. We're, we are a suspicious transaction now. So I, I'm going to have to call the bank up myself, I guess. I don't know what's happened, but I think we'll get that figured out. So that call to Aaron for him. Uh, trying to figure it out. He was reaching out to me, like, trying hard. So I appreciate that, Aaron. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Bye bye. Ain't no turning back. Got to be the manager. Hard to find the time. The quick and dirty.